0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we know the end is going to come, or so we think, but we live as if the end will never come. We have time to do everything on our social calendar, or most everything, but we have no time to watch and wait for the return of the Son of Man. We have time to decorate the inside and outside of our homes with Christmas cheer, But we seem to have no time to pray for Christ's imminent return to judge the living and the dead. We have time to bake or we have time to pay somebody else to bake for us because, you know, I don't have time to bake. We have time to shop or we'll pay somebody to shop for us or we'll pull out our device and just click a few things or better still... We'll grab a stash of gift cards the next time we're in line at Quick Trip because it's the easiest and fastest way and then they can go buy what they want. We have time to watch that Hallmark Channel Christmas movie for the 57th time. We have time to watch several, several college football bowl games But boy, we sure don't have any time to open up a Bible and read the precious promises of our Heavenly Father. We don't even try to fix that hour once a week to rest in Christ's presence in word and sacrament here in his house. There is never enough time. And there is always plenty of time. Time, you see, is a matter of priorities. And we stinketh at managing priorities. Making memories everywhere but here is easy to do. When you make preaching and hearing the divine word the most important thing in your life, though, you discover where your priorities actually are. You will find out that there are plenty of opportunities to make memories elsewhere. But the first priority in life is right here. Because this is a matter of eternal life and death. Last week and this week, we've been talking about the second coming of Jesus, which probably sounds awkward to talk about in the middle of Lent. Don't worry, John the Baptist is on deck next week. But for now, let us consider the second coming of Christ. It will be sudden, not so much quick. There will be no announcement of a date and time. Because if he did so, we could set it on our watch, or on our app, on our device, and say, oh, he's coming in seven years, three months, and 19 days. I've got plenty of sinning to do before I can repent and get on with the end times. There are, Jesus says, signs in sun and moon and stars. And on the earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. People fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming upon the world. You might call it climate change, and you would be right. There is distress on the earth when things like tornadoes, floods, earthquakes, tsunami, remember that several years ago? Or a surprise a couple of weeks ago in Hawaii, a volcanic eruption. Hasn't been one there on that particular mountain in 34 years. When all of these things occur, it's the pangs of Jesus' second coming. We look at climate change. We look at natural disasters. We look at all other naturally occurring events, and we see that the end is in sight. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. All that we see and know as stable, shaking in preparation for the return of Jesus is a scary thing to consider. We have become accustomed to a beautiful sunrise or sunset. We've had a run of them the last few weeks. Living in this part of Wisconsin gives us the best of everything when it comes to the great outdoors. We're not all that far from the beginning of the Northwoods. We're right here in the heart of the high prairie. We've got the Driftless region starting not too very far west from here, and it's beautiful scenery. And if that isn't enough, we've got a little bit of the Heartland breadbasket right here in southern Wisconsin. And it's all going to burn up and melt away when Jesus returns to judge the living and the dead. All of the natural bounty around us will shake And quake and crumble when Christ returns. Even thinking about it probably makes us sad. No more hiking. No more swimming at the beach. No more skiing at Cascade Mountain. No more bird watching. No more hunting. No more Wisconsin water and woods. Look what you receive though when the powers of the heavens will be shaken. You will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Perhaps this side of our Savior's return, you'd like to look him dead in the eye when he comes back and say, Where you been? Long enough, huh? The words of encouragement about watching and waiting for the Son of Man's return, though, will have come true. So I doubt you'll say, Where you've been? You'll probably be too busy singing God's praises with the angels. And it happened in his time, not in your time. His time means great disappointment on the part of those who think that Christians are nuts in believing in a Savior who delayed his coming for so long that it all seemed like a trap. Yet the trap will soon be sprung and those who are watching and waiting for Jesus to return, they will not be disappointed. Our patience and endurance that Paul talks about in tonight's epistle reading will be rewarded with a new heaven and a new earth, the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. So, what do we do? Spending our time being patient for Jesus to come back. When you hear of these pangs of the end times that our Lord talks about in Luke chapter 21, he tells us to straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And while you're paying attention to the signs of the end of days, Jesus also tells you tonight to watch yourself. Lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness And cares of this life. There are those people who call themselves Christians. Who believe what Holy Scripture has to say. And yet they also are thinking in one part of their brain. My Lord delays his coming. I'll take a nap. About the time that they hit REM sleep. Is the time when our Savior appears. And they are not prepared. They get conned by the world into thinking that everything is same as it ever was and nothing is going to change. They get suckered by the devil to think Jesus is really going to wait a long time this time. After all, it's been over two millennia. What's another millennia or six? Yet those who are paying attention to what is happening, those who are watching praying, having patience. They are the ones who are prepared for Christ's return. Holy scripture describes them as those who wait on the Lord. As in the words of Isaiah chapter 40, they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint because they are watching out for Jesus. It's a lot like a child waiting for December 25th. We all remember how it was when we were children. Today, December 25th will come like that. But when you were young, it took forever and a day for Christmas Day to get here. You knew something was up When the Sears and Roebuck catalog showed up, along with the J.C. Penney catalog, maybe the Montgomery Ward catalog, and you'd go through and you'd start picking out everything that you wanted for Christmas. You took the pen and the pencil and circled things or checkmarked it, and you made sure it was kept in a spot where certain people whose names rhyme with mom and dad would be able to see it so that they would know what you were looking for for Christmas. And that usually happened, what, about December 5th or so? And then you're thinking, well, Christmas will be here pretty soon, especially when you go make your annual trek to see Santa. Then you realize it's December 12th. And then you're waiting a little while longer, and you see Mom, and she's baking. And you see Dad coming home with peculiar packages, because Dad usually doesn't come home with packages like that. And you're like, oh boy, Christmas is here! And then it's December 17th. When is that day going to get here? And then when it does get here and you have said your piece in the Christmas program and you have gone to bed and you have awakened the next morning and there is the bounty that Santa has left you and you are playing with it all day long. And then before you know it, mom and dad say it's bedtime. You're like, where's the day gone?